if you cannot be persuaded to quit, if nobody can convince you that it would be better to quit, then you're going to be successful in achieving that goal that you have, that dream that I believe that God has inspired into your heart. You're going to have success at it. And when you succeed, it's going to bring glory to God. And of course, you're going to be fulfilled. And of course, other people's lives are going to be positively impacted as well as your own. So that's why, that's like the heart behind the series that I'm calling Quitting in Your Blood. We began this a number of days ago. And if you've missed any of the segments, I encourage you, of course, to go back and take a listen at them. But we're talking about the fact that whenever you make the decision that you're going to pursue something that's beyond normal, beyond mediocre, that's a little bit above what is going on all around you, then after a while, you're going to be met with opposition. Hey, that's just part of the package, okay? But we're talking through the series because I want to increase your awareness uh, the Bible says that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. I want you to see the forms that this opposition can take so that when it comes up, you'll recognize it and see it for what it is and you won't let it stop you. Or in other words, you will not allow it at that point to convince you to quit, to throw in the towel. Huh? So we talked about how opposition generally comes from three different areas. And I'm just going to mention them. I'm trying not to do no review. I'm trying to get into the new stuff, okay? Opposition comes from three areas. The first one we talked about, opposition from contrary-looking circumstances. In the following segment, we talked about opposition that comes from people. And we actually took two, two particular segments to talk about that. Today, I want to talk about opposition that comes from within. Hmm? Opposition from within. You know, I... Uh, here recently, I began offering learning languages online. And I am actually, I'm teaching Spanish. If you want to learn Spanish, if you want to learn Portuguese, if you want to learn English, I'm offering that online. And I have a student that is from China, lives in China, is Chinese. And the student wrote me a note after I had invited this student as well as the other students, to go ahead and begin practicing talking with me with the little English that they know so that I can help them with pronunciation, so I can help them with um, uh, maybe the way to say something, help them to understand better, you know, words when they're spoken to them. And this particular student answered and said, oh, but I only speak just a few words. Oh, I could never do that. Okay, so now what I want you to see is that what's happening is that this student set out to learn English and is in the process of learning English, but has now run up against opposition. And that opposition is coming from within. The student does not have the confidence that he or she is able to proceed further, go up to a higher level. So that opposition is like a roadblock right in the way. It ain't coming from nobody else. It's coming from right within the individual. Incidentally, the reason why I'm saying that student is because the student. How many of y'all know I don't understand Chinese? I don't understand it. I don't understand it spoken to me. I don't understand it written down. You know, they're characters. They're not regular letters. They're characters. This student, when I see the name come across my computer screen... It's in autumn characters. So I don't even know how to begin to pronounce the student's name. 
and I can't decipher whether the student, based upon the name that comes out written like that, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, I just don't know. That's why I'm calling it that student. You know, and I don't mean any offense by that at all. It's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, but the opposition that the student is running up against is just that. It's coming from within. It's a lack of self-confidence. And so that's one of the ploys. See, the Bible says that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. That's one of the things that he'll try to do. He'll try to work on you from contrary to circumstances. He'll also try to work on you from, from people and, and them tripping. But at the same time, Another way that opposition will show its face is from within you. And generally it's because of a lack of confidence. So what I want to do, I want to take a look at three different, I want to point out three different little aspects with regard to uh, opposition from within. Again, so that you'll be able to recognize it for what it is and so that you will not allow it to trip you up and to cause you to throw in the towel. You remember Jesus' situation where, where Jesus, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Then he was led by the Spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, what I want you to see is that the devil came to him. This is in Matthew chapter 4. The devil came to him and began to tempt him. Try to tempt him anyway. But each time what the devil said, like for example in, in Matthew chapter 4 verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Okay? In verse 6. The second temptation that's recorded here, it says, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He'll give His angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Went a little bit further, and the devil led Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple and said, Look, all these things I'll give you if you'll fall down and worship me. So see, what is he doing? The devil is trying to, he's, he's throwing self-doubt at Jesus. He's throwing self-doubt. I thank God that Jesus didn't bite the bullet. I mean, oh, Jesus didn't take the bait, so to speak. So he's trying to say, look, if you really are who the Word of God says you are, and I'm telling you it this way because that's the same way that the devil will attack your mind, or rather, the same way that the devil will cause opposition to come at you from within, is to mess with your actually believing what the Word of God says about you. I mean, could you really be what? Could you really be a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation? Could you really be? Could you really be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus? See, He'll try to get introduce self doubt into you by causing you to doubt what God has already said and established about you. So that's opposition from within. And if you're not aware of what's going on, it can stop you in your tracks and you'll be just like the, the person that's the, the Chinese person that I'm teaching English to. You won't be readily willing to go any further. OK, second situation, second situation I want to bring up to you in John chapter eight. The religious leaders, they were on Jesus's case. You know, Jesus had told them, basically, you of your father, the devil and the works of your father, you will do. Right. And so they were getting hot, of course. And they saw that everything that they had done up to that point was not causing Jesus to quit. Jesus was full steam ahead, purposed to do the complete will of God with his life, right? So, I'm going to pick it up. Let me see. Let me read it. Verse, um, verse 43. John 8, 43. 
Jesus is talking. He said, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own, from, from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Verse 47. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Dang, Jesus making it plain, ain't he? Oh, Lord Jesus. Verse 48. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Okay, so they just said, look here, ain't man, that's what we say about you. You old Samaritan and you got a demon. So what are they actually saying in this? See, the Jews, man, they couldn't stand the Samaritans. They treated the Samaritans like the Samaritans had the plague. But now, I, I want to show you something I don't think you may have seen. You know, I believe what they're actually doing. Of course, they're putting them down. They're saying, look, Jesus, didn't we say, right, that you just like the scum of the earth? That's all. Yeah, they're trying to put them down, but I think also what they're doing, they are basically saying, look, you were born out of wedlock. Joseph ain't your real daddy. Mary was, your mama was pregnant before your mama and daddy got married. So they really point, I really believe they're pointing at that. They're trying to put self down in Jesus. They're trying to run him down by basically saying, look, you're an Ill illegitimate child. Man, what good can you do? Think about it. Did it happen like that? Huh? Is Joseph your daddy? Natural daddy? Okay then. So see, that's what they were trying. They were attacking him. They were shooting. They were shooting pretty low, right? But I thank God that Jesus didn't buckle under that. And I want you to know the same thing. That the devil will try to get you to looking back at your past. How many of us have had past that we ain't proud of? Stuff that went down. In our family line, maybe stuff that happened to us or stuff that we did. How many of us are not proud of some of the stuff in our past? Well, the devil will try to put that those crazy things of your past into your face and chip away at your confidence. Because he wants to bring your confidence down. He wants to introduce self-doubt so that you will what? That's right, so that you'll quit. Huh? But we ain't going to let that happen, right? Now, the third thing I wanted to bring to you real quick, just to kind of bring it out, how self or, or how opposition comes at us from within. You remember Moses. I've talked about him before. Moses, God called him to be a deliverer of his people. But Moses went about it kind of wrong, got a little overzealous, wasn't acting according to wisdom, and it kind of messed him up a little bit, right? Well, anyway... God don't throw you away. I love that. I mean, I could talk, right? God does not throw you away. But I just soon just talk the way that I feel like it's going to come on out. God doesn't throw any of us away. You might have made the worst mistake than you thought you wouldn't even forgive yourself for. But if you'll get yourself back right with God, and if you'll commit yourself to him, then he'll take the broken pieces that you, you broke yourself up by what you did, and he'll make something beautiful out of you and something useful that'll be a blessing to all of mankind, okay? I don't know who that's for. I don't know where that came from, but I know where it came from. But just take that and let's keep moving, all right? So anyway, God comes to Moses and God basically says, okay, I've heard the cry of my people. 
They hurting. They getting dogged out. And I'm raising you up. I've called you to go in there and bring deliverance to my people. Well, Moses' response was, he, he, he got hung up. He said in, verse, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? See, so what's happening here? The same thing that happens when opposition from within you hits you. Moses is looking at the call that God has on his life and has become so overwhelmed because he's looking at that call in the light of his own assessment of his abilities. Don't do that. God never intended for you to fulfill that dream that he's put in your heart or to achieve that goal that he's lit up on the inside of you. He never intended for you to do it without him. So Moses was getting into trouble because God, man, God be talking some big stuff. Lord Jesus, here Moses minding his own business, tending the little stuff on chief on the backside of the desert. And, and then God comes up to him in the burning bush and rolls out his praying. Can you say with me that Moses at that moment was not thinking quite as big as God? That's exactly correct, right? God doesn't think small. He thinks big. But at the same time, Moses tried to handle what God had for him, what God wanted to do in his life in the light of Moses' own personal assessment of himself. When you try to make an assessment of yourself to God, let me save you some time. You're always going to fall short. You're, it's always going to be inaccurate. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. God made you. He's the God of all flesh. He knows all about you. So when we go and try to make an assessment, you know, we can get overwhelmed by the greatness of what God wants to do through us if we're looking at it in our own strength, in our own abilities. So Moses went on to say, I mean, God talked a little bit further. And then Moses said, look, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? See, Moses still tripping. Why? Because that opposition of self-doubt is coming from within Moses. He's trying to assess, man, I can't, I can't talk right and I ain't never really been nowhere and, and don't nobody know me. Who, who, who am I that God's going to send me to talk to President Trump? Oh, oh excuse me. I mean, uh, talk to the Pharaoh. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Went on down further and finally Moses said, look, I believe you need to find somebody else. And God got upset with him. <laughs> so again, let me back up. The chief objective of your enemy, who's the devil, is to convince you to quit after you've set out to pursue the dream, the goal that God has birthed into your heart, and you're going for it, and you're going to make a difference with your life, the chief objective of the enemy is to convince you that you better just go ahead and quit. And again, that opposition that'll come, it's going to come, will come from either your contrary-looking circumstances, it'll come from people, or it will come from within you. Don't buckle. That ain't in your blood, Right? Quitting ain't in your blood. I know I went just a little bit longer today, and I'm going to close out right here, but I just wanted to really get that, drive that point into you. I mean, many of you who are listening to me, you are already well on the way with regard to something that God has put within your heart. Man, you're going for it. You've been going for it for a while. But truth be told, it's been tough. You done had some tough days. That's part of the package. But if you have a few tough days in a row, 
and you are unaware of what's going on, you are unaware of the fact that the opposition is coming to make you quit, that the opposition is coming from these three different areas, then you'll throw in the towel and then people, hey, so how's it coming with that project you was working on? Man, you don't even want to see them. Much less say anything to them about the pro what project. You don't want to say anything. Why? Because you gave up. Because you threw in the towel. Because you quit. But let me just tell you as I close out right here. You as a child of God. And with the dream that God has birthed into your heart. Quitting ain't no option for you. You're going to win. If you just don't quit. Let me see this uh, scripture coming to my mind. Uh, uh, Cast not away there for your confidence. Hebrews 10.35 for it has great recompense. Cast not away therefore your confidence. For it has great recompense of reward. In other words, keep on keeping on. Allow God to work his work through you. Okay? This is Larry Hunter, 5 Minute Inspirations. Thank you for hanging with me through the series. And I pray that you're encouraged. If something's on your heart as a result of what I shared, then please leave, us, leave me a call in so that we can all benefit from what God spoke to you. And also, if you're interested in those language lessons... If you want to learn Spanish, if you want to learn Portuguese, if you want to learn English, hit me up, call in, write my email address, or leave a comment, and I'll get back with you. Okay? All right. You be blessed, and have a wonderful weekend. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. Peace. Hey, what's going on, Larry, bro? I just listened to your latest installment, man, and I... I uh, want to just encourage you, man, you're doing some great work um, informing the people on how to build confidence and um, just your inspiration is encouraging, man, to know that you are um, the light in this dark world. All right, man. Peace, man. Keep putting out those podcasts. Going love, going life. Peace. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Larry. This is Apostle Red. I thank you for your five minutes of inspiration. I thank you for your series on not quitting. Quitting ain't in my blood. I'm telling you, this whole series has just really blessed me. Thank you for the encouragement, and I will continue to keep listening, keep tuning in. Thank you again. This really was a blessed series. Quitting is not an option. And low standards is not not an option. No CP time. I'm getting delivered of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Larry. Keep on doing the work that God has assigned you to do. Stay blessed.